Gail. And I'm Oliver. And welcome to the Gail and Oliver podcast. Today we are trying to answer the question, for society to gain, does someone have to lose? Through the perspective of three economic systems, capitalism, socialism, and communism. Let's begin with capitalism, since most people are familiar with this system already. Can you give a quick summary of the basic values of capitalism? Sure! Capitalism is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit, rather than by the state. It is driven by personal interest and competition. Capitalism values wealth, individualism, freedom, and competition. The power is with the individual consumers, not the government to decide what they want to buy. Some examples of nations with capitalist systems are the United States, Japan, the United Kingdom, and India, all of which are in the top 10 countries with the largest, largest economies. The main goals of capitalism are stability and economic growth. However, there are a few negatives of capitalism. Because of the lack of government intervention in a pure capitalist society, there are no security regulations, such as minimum wage laws. It is also somewhat easy to get scammed or conned. It also depends on luck. Most of the time, if people were born into money, they would continue to be wealthy. It was harder for the people who are poor to gain wealth, and this unfairness only exists in capitalism. Exactly. Inherited wealth was the only way to guarantee a comfortable living. Also, in capitalism, companies can gain power and exploit consumers. Inequalities between owners and workers grow and expand. So, considering all of the positives and negatives of capitalism, it is clear that for society to gain, someone does have to lose. However, is this true for the other economic systems? Let's find out. Socialism is a range of economic and social systems characterized by social ownership of the means of production and workers' self-management, as well as the political theories and movements associated with them. Social ownership can be public, collective, or cooperative ownership, or citizen ownership of equity. In theory, socialism is a system in which no one would have to lose for society to gain. All people are equal, and all jobs valued and important. There is no poverty or extreme wealth since the government controls all of the resources. Yeah, socialism sounds pretty idyllic. Everyone works together to benefit society, rather than working for individual gain. The goals of socialism are equity, security, and employment. In theory, no one has to lose in socialism for society to gain. However, when socialism is put into practice, there are quite a few disadvantages. First, the goods and services are distributed equally between every household, no matter how little or how much they work. This causes a lack of motivation among workers and individuals due to lesser rewards. It also results in slow economic growth and less entrepreneurial opportunity and competition. There are high taxes, and the consumers don't have the freedom to choose what they want to buy. Socialism certainly has its disadvantages, but who are the people losing something for society to gain? It's the citizens, the people who labor for the greater good of society rather than individual gain. They are losing their freedom and individuality so society gains profits and development. Before we dive into communism and its goals, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Communism. 
Most of us have heard about it, but do you guys really know what it is? Oftentimes, communism gets an unfavorable reputation, although, in theory, it is an ideal for society. The basic idea behind communism was very like socialism. In a pure communist society, all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Also, everyone is given the same chance to build a life for themselves. There aren't any inherent household benefits like existing wealth that can give certain people an advantage. Ordinary citizens can become extraordinary based on their own talents and gifts. Unfortunately, communism has never worked on wide-scale nations. It has proven to be successful among small communities like Gandhi's ashram and the Jewish kibbutz, but never in countries. It fails to work successfully because people are greedy by nature. Precisely. Additional disadvantages of communism is that because only authorized dissent is allowed in communism, people who feel like their voices are not being heard tend to resort to violence or violent rhetoric to make their point. The risks of terrorism increase, which then increases the government response to threats of opposition. Secret police and other forms of enforcement are then used to maintain control within the governmental structure. Communism might have the goal of uplifting everyone in a a society, but in reality, it often drives most households into poverty. The structure is easy to manipulate for government officials because the only one entity has oversight over everything in the society. One politician can tweak the rules and laws so their class of people receive the most compensation while still mandating everyone else to work for virtually nothing. Communism might meet needs, but it's often only the bare essentials. There is no saving a lot in communism. Even if a household were to accumulate some level of wealth, that wealth belongs to the community and not the family. There is no precedent for inheritance under true communism because everything belongs to the singular party, state, or government. This causes a lack of motivation and incentive among individuals. For the most part, communism is an ideal that humanity simply cannot uphold on a large scale. Much like in socialism, the people that must lose for society to gain are the citizens. So, let's review. Capitalism is a system that values competition, freedom, and individual gain. Socialism endorses security, employment, and equity. Communism is an ideal that values security, morality, and selflessness. Despite their differences, we think that it is true for all three of these economic systems that, for society to gain, someone has to lose. What do you guys think? Thank you for tur- for tuning in to the Gail and Oliver podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye.